This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we uh, come to you after the four o'clock games today. Now, there was a lot on the line today as Dallas went to Buffalo. Clearly, Buffalo, which has dug itself a hole with some tough losses this year, needed a win to keep pace with Miami, but more importantly, to find a way into the postseason where they hope they can win even if they are away from home. They needed to win this game today to send a message and to really propel themselves to an 8-6 and six record and into the mix as far as getting into the postseason, giving themselves a big chance to get into the postseason. The bottom line was the Cowboys, who have been so good over the last five weeks, dominant, especially at home, winning games by wide margins, putting up big passing numbers, putting up big turnover numbers, uh, really winning by margins game after game after game, including the big win over the Eagles last week, had to prove that they could win on the road because their numbers have been stark away from home. They had lost to the Niners. They had lost to Arizona. They had lost to the Eagles on the road, and their numbers weren't anything like they were at home. So they have a bit of a front-runner status and a little bit of a bully status where they get up early, they get a couple of turnovers, they throw a couple of passes down the field, and away they go and have a party. Well, that's really been how the Dallas games have been. So they go to Buffalo to send the message. Buffalo needs to send their own message. And the one sending the message today was Cook and the Bills running game. As the Bills ran for 266 yards in just destroying the Cowboys, 31-10, to 10, and it wasn't even that close. The Cowboys had 100 yards when this was still a game. They put up about another 100 yards of offense in meaningless garbage time. This game was over a long time before the finish, that's for sure. It was 21-3 to at the half, and you knew they weren't coming back the way the Bills were running the ball and the way the Dallas offense was, gonna, was shut down in this game. The aside was Dak in a big, big run for the MVP, and obviously Cowboy fans and a lot of people would be interested in see if he could do that now. It looked like going to today, you had four guys. You had two quarterbacks, and you had McCaffrey and Hill on the outside. Hill didn't play today. He still has MVP numbers at wide receiver, but it's going to be very tough to win it there, especially if he sits out any more games. Now, McCaffrey and Purdy, while Dak had a nasty game today, no touchdowns, one intercept, 130 yards passing, did nothing to help himself, actually hurt himself a lot in the MVP race. Purdy and McCaffrey playing the Cardinals today. And listen, the Cardinals have won a couple of games against people they weren't supposed to win against this year, like the Cowboys and the Steelers. 
Um, they got off to a fast start today, but the final score, 45-29. Purdy goes 16 for 25 for 242 and four more touchdown passes. So from the quarterback standpoint, he is now the leader in the clubhouse with three weeks to play to win the MVP. He's the quarterback, which makes him the favorite to win the MVP. McCaffrey, his teammate, is in there, though. He was 18 for 115 rushing with one touchdown, and he added 72 yards receiving for almost a 200-yard day and two more touchdowns. The key stat for McCaffrey is touchdowns. The key stat for Hill is receiving yardage. He needs 2,000 to even have a chance to win the MVP. And like I said, sitting out today in a 30-0 win for the Dolphins against the Jets isn't going to help his status very much. He already said he doesn't care about the MVP. Um, Bottom line is, I think he is now the long shot of the four. I think Dak has very little chance unless he really turns it on the last three weeks. You make Purdy the favorite now with McCaffrey on the outside. That pretty much looks at how the MVP is if you care about such things. The bottom line is, what this does is, now Dallas is in the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs since week two, okay? We all know the Eagles and the Cowboys were going to the playoffs all year. We both knew they were going to win. We all knew they were going to win double digits. We all knew they were going to both go to the playoffs. The question is which one was going to win the division. The Eagles have a leg up now, a huge leg up if they beat Seattle tomorrow night. And we know that uh, Hurts has been sick. He says he'll play. If they win that game, they are really in great shape because Dallas has Miami on the road and then the Lions at home before they finish with Washington. Now, Washington's a pushover, but maybe not as big a one if Jacoby Brissett shows his head. If you were watching the Ram game today, you know what I'm talking about. He comes in the Ram game with a couple of minutes left in the game at 28-7 and puts on a show, 8 of 10 for 124 yards and two touchdowns to make the game interesting. Now, onside kick with two minutes left, Rams run out the clock, they win by 8, but he did put up some kind of numbers, 8 of 10 for 124 yards in just a couple of minutes play. Who knows if they put him in for a couple of games. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But Dallas has at Miami, then the Lions, then Washington. The Eagles have the Giants, then the Cardinals, then the Giants on the road. Those games, very hard to see the Eagles losing any of them, and it looks like the Eagles will have the leg up for the division if they do it, it win tomorrow, they really have the leg up. Either way, they have the leg up for the division right now. And that puts Dallas back on the road where they have always found it very, very difficult to get all the way to where Jerry wants to get. And that is back to a Super Bowl. It has been so many years for them. Looks like right now, best chance is that San Francisco will probably, probably, have home field. But remember, they still have that game with the Ravens next week. If the Eagles win tomorrow night, they can run the table. And if that happens, you know what? All of a sudden, the Eagles might be back in the number one slot and San Francisco would be in the number two slot. Detroit's still in the mix, but they have to play at Dallas. And they have two games with the Vikings who are trying to fight their way into the playoffs. So, A lot of times, if teams are playing for seeding, 
and the other team's playing for a playoff spot. The team playing for the playoff spot has a lot more motivation, and that shows sometimes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Lions down the stretch. But right now, that is very much up for grabs, and there is a very good chance. We'll see what happens tonight when the Jaguars host the Ravens. But there is a very good chance that Raven Niner game will go a long, long way to decide the one seed in both conferences. So that is a huge game next week, an enormous game, the Ravens and the Niners, which is the, uh, I believe, the, it's the Monday night game uh, next week. Next week you have, remember, it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So your games next week are you got a slate of games. You have a Thursday night game, Saints and the Rams. You have two Saturday games, Bengals and Steelers, Bills and Chargers. Then you have the Sunday schedule, which is Christmas Eve. Okay? And then you have two games on Christmas Day. You have, uh, no, excuse me, three games on Christmas Day. That's right. Raiders and Chiefs. Giants and Eagles, Ravens and 49ers, all on Monday, Christmas Day. So you have Sunday, Christmas Eve, Monday, Christmas Day, three games. And the, unusually, this doesn't happen, and it usually makes a lot of uh, head of households, especially the female ones, unhappy when the NFL plays on Christmas Eve late. They are playing an 8-15 game, but it's the Pats and the Broncos, so it doesn't have that much appeal. So it might get turned off in a lot of places, you know, at that time of night, especially as we get closer to midnight. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds, depending how you celebrate your Christmas, whether it's a Christmas Eve or a Christmas Day. If you have little kids, it's always Christmas morning. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, with families, but there is an 8 o'clock Christmas Eve game this year. That's the Pats and Broncos, uh, and, and of course, a regular Sunday slate there, and a couple of Saturday games, and then the three games on Christmas Day, Raiders and Chiefs, Giants and Eagles, Ravens and 49ers, games all, obviously, the Chiefs have. Raiders have no shot, let's be honest. The uh, Chiefs playing to hopefully get a one seed. You know they're going to win their division title. Um, Giants and Eagles. Giants trying to be spoilers to the Eagles. And then the big game, Ravens and 49ers, which will come your way Christmas night, 8-15 after the holiday. You can put your feet up late that night and watch an 8-15 game, which will be in a game with enormous, enormous playoff implications, especially for the one seed in both conferences. That's the setup there. So, Dallas was out to prove today that this was a different team this year, that Dak was a different quarterback, that this was a different offense, that this was a different defense, and they were going to be a team that could win anywhere. Didn't matter where they play, and they completely, completely folded with that opportunity today. They were beat up defensively by the Bills running game. Josh Allen didn't have a big passing game. He didn't have to. All you had to do was give the ball to Cook. Cook 
Killed them today. Absolutely destroyed them from start to finish. 25 for 179 and a touchdown. I mean, that is just unbelievable. But the Bills defense, which has had so many injuries, which has had so many problems this year, just tortured. I mean, really beat the heck out of the Cowboy offense. The Cowboy passing game has been lethal of late. Today wasn't there. Dak, no touchdowns. Dak with 130 yards passing. And even uh, shutting down the guy who has been the most productive, most productive wide receiver in the sport the last six to eight weeks, and that is Lamb. He had seven catches, but just for 53 yards, no impact, no touchdowns. Not a dreadful day for him, but no impact today and no touchdowns until the late one in garbage time for the Cowboys that made it a 31-10 final. So a big statement, really big statement for Buffalo. They had to make it, um, you know, because they've had one-sided wins this year and they've had a lot of losses that have just been absolutely crushing for them. They have not had the best of luck and they've also turned the ball over way too many times. Now they have the charges this week. Chargers just fired their head coach. They don't have their quarterback. They're basically just playing out the string. They are going to be no match for the Chargers, I mean, for the Bills. The Bills then play the Patriots the week after that. So they have two games right there. And then they close with a game that we'll see if it has any meaning or not. The Cowboys will have a lot to say about that. So will the Ravens because they close in week 18 with the Dolphins. And the question is, have the Dolphins wrapped up the division by then? Or is that game still very much, you know, going to decide things in week 18? If it, if it does, that will be the last game to finish the regular season, I would think. There could be some other games that are playoff games. If the Dolphins had lost today, that game would have absolutely been a playoff game. With the Dolphins winning today, if they win the next two weeks or even win one of the next two weeks, they have a good chance where they might not need the game. Now, we'll have to wait on tiebreakers and everything else, but if they turn around and beat the Cowboys next week, they have a very good chance that it's their division. But Buffalo, I think now at 8-6, and six, looking at the Chargers and the Pats before they have Miami, are going to win at least 10 games. 10 games will get them a wild card. So the Bills will be in the playoffs, and they will be very hard to deal with in the playoffs. They are a team that can still still get to a Super Bowl this year. I think they're good enough. I would give them a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl than I do the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have to be home in the heat to have any chance. I think if they're home in the heat, they can wear teams down. With their speed, with their execution, the way they play, I think they can do that, but they have to be home. I still think if you today put a gun to my head, I would say San Francisco, Kansas City. Now, I pick Cincinnati and Philly, so I, I stick with that. That's my original. That's my one pick this year, and since he's still alive. But right now, I'd say Kansas City, Ravens, and Buffalo – are the three teams in the AFC. And I think in the NFC, it is the big three. I'm not putting the Lions in there until they show me more. I don't trust them. 
I think it is San Francisco, Philly, Dallas, but I think it's very strongly, very strong uh, to San Francisco and Philly as the teams. Now, I think the Eagles have to regroup. I'm not sure it will come tomorrow night in Seattle or not. It's a hard place to play. It's a loud place to play. Seattle's playing for its life. They've had a lot of injuries. And the Eagles are a tired team. They've looked like a tired team the last four or five weeks, especially the last two weeks. I think they will regroup before they see the Giants. I just don't know if they'll regroup tomorrow night. If they don't, if they don't, they have obviously let the Cowboys back in and left the Niners in a very good position for the one seed. If they do, they can run the table. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think Hurts will play, but I think they're a very tired team and a very beat-up team in the secondary. And when they're not getting the absolutely top-line line play both ways, they are not the same team. And that's what they need to win. They have to be dominant on the offensive line and dominant on the defensive front because that is the way they carry themselves. They have to have a big pass rush to overcome what's not there in the secondary this year with all the injuries and defections they've had. Remember, they lost a lot of people from that defense last year. And they've had a bunch of injuries this year. So they have work to do, but they are still a very, very big factor in things. And it looks like the Bills will be too after today sending a very big message to the NFL And the Cowboys, who wanted so much to send that message today, you know what? Didn't get get there. They didn't deliver the message at all. As a matter of fact, they took a right to the jaw, and it was revealing, and one that will still make teams think that Dallas is Jekyll and Hyde and very much a bully front-running team that when you hit them in the the mouth and show you can stand toe-to-toe with them, they're very beatable. And that is a fair assessment right now. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.